All right, everybody, this is the George Songbird, and we're here with the band Enigma. Uh, introduce yourself, guys. There's a couple of them, couple of them on here right now, so uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. My name's Colton Sanders, the guitarist, lead guitarist. My name's Chris Perez. I am the rhythm guitarist. My name's Caleb. I'm the drummer. And Bernie, our lead singer, is running late from getting out of work. So <laughs> we are leave, it, leave it to the lead singer to be late. It's not, it's not the lead singer. It's usually the drummer. That's who's always late. Running, <laughs> is the drummer. <laughs> now, we did. Hey, we did have. I uh, resent that. <laughs> you mean you resemble that, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I am usually pretty late. You got to stay. It's so weird because you got to stay on time, but you're never on time. <laughs> right. You know, that's yeah. very true. Makes sense. Yeah. So you guys. That's uh, a good way guys, to look at it. Where are you guys out of? Dallas, right. Texas. My uh, lead guitarist just moved to Austin, Texas. Oh, nice. So We're going down there in a few, right? Uh, in a couple uh, in March, we'll be in Austin. Okay. Yeah, the way like I said with this is it's all audio, so you guys, I, I'll I'll pre-recorded. So before I release it, I edit it down a little bit too, uh, because there's like dead space in between. Or especially when listening to music, I have you're probably going to hear kids running back and forth. They always come in, especially because I had to move everything inside because I'm mm. building a studio, and so I'm about to put a door in outside, so it's about to get loud. So it's like, all right, I'll bring it in here, and as soon as I brought the computer in here, it started acting weird. I was like, oh son of a bitch, and I'm like, I'm just waiting for it to go. <laughs> <laughs> no i was just gonna say it's, it's been a, it's been a weird last uh 24 48 hours we were playing in uh san angelo friday night and the three of us were driving back and we were getting off our exit um five minutes from our destination and i ran over a piece of metal which is now sticking out of my tire we had to change our tire at 3 30 yesterday morning so that was it's that was a great great time so you know it's just been a, it's been a weird last couple of days <laughs> hey i'm just glad that you can change your own tire i had a, i was in new york and had to change a guy's tire he couldn't change it hey oh. i will say chris chris saved me with the the jack on there it would have taken me forever <laughs> <laughs> if i didn't realize how to do the jack part what he did uh but yeah we work together as a group That's That's pretty how, how, yeah uh welcome bernie i see you popped hey. in Yes, sir. Sorry, I was late. I was running sound at a church, and they just went forever. <laughs> I was like, I need to need to get out of here. Not a problem. Like I said, the way this works is pretty simple. Is we just doing a conversation style piece. We'll talk, uh, uh, and then we'll listen to some of you guys' music, and that's pretty much it. Oh, awesome! I'm down for that. Let's do it. So, how long you guys been together as a band? Uh, I want to say about five years. Um. We, uh, it started off as a solo project for me. It was like a side project thing I started. I recorded songs on an iPad and um, released it. And over time, I just had the desire to play these songs live. And so I got some of my best friends together, Colton, my brother, like, hey, let's, let's play these songs live. And uh, we just kind of went from there, played our first show at some, some church, actually church event and uh we did we played our first show with no practice or anything we just kind of went for it and we got addicted to just the feeling of playing live and the 
I don't know. It just, I, I just, I guess I realized how much I miss playing live because at that point we were just not doing much as far as together playing anything. So yeah. sorry, I'm still trying to get <laughs> my mind together here. No, <laughs> I, I just saw trying to get my thoughts together. I yeah. saw Doggy jump on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, as a, as the group we are now, it's been about five years, and um, it's been great. Okay. And you guys are fun. like a kind of a rock band, right? Because I've yeah. listened to some of it. So is it? I see. I love. I love rock. I love all styles of music. I love rock. I don't like the fact that you don't hear it much anymore on the radio. I think it's the lost right. art. Because you remember, I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm 45, so I remember listening in the 90s and even the 2000s, 80s. You'd have a mix of everything. You'd have the pop music, of course, it's always going to be there, but you'd have rock mixed in with it. I yeah, mean, it had. Right. I mean, times you have Limp Biscuit or you have Lincoln Park, and then you'd have. I mean, they'd be on. They'd be on there. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I was just gonna say I miss that. I miss. I miss when radio was far more eclectic than it is now. Like it's just. I feel like I, I don't listen to the radio anymore. Uh, but when uh, when I get in somebody else's vehicle, like an Uber or something like that, and they're playing the radio, I feel like you just you just hear the same twenty songs over and over again. Like it's just you're right. There is no mixture. Like you don't hear, you don't hear of bands like Lincoln Park making, uh, making a mark in the pop industry right. these days. You know, no, no sort of like bands like that. It's sad. I, I remember, like, so I, I miss the days like of Metallica, and yeah, I, I always loved that music. I just could never play it. I mean, listen to me talk. I'm country as hell. You, there's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing coming out. I sound like Molly Hatchet if I was to try to do rock and roll. That's just the way I would say it. I love Molly Hatchet, but I just, I can't I can't play that fast. Yeah. I'm <laughs> we're just out here trying to keep it alive, you know. The music, you know, we we're into that aggressive punk sound, and mm-hmm. we take a lot from like bands like Nirvana and things like that, Mars Volta, at the drive-ins, things like that. That's kind of where we pull from in our group. Now is is being in Texas, do you guys get a play? Is housing music? I know music, music thing for Texas is is huge. I mean, you got the music Texas swing and stuff, but how does it help you guys or affect you guys? At first, it we didn't get shows. It was like pulling teeth trying to get booked. I think there's a. It's hard to break into the music scene here, unlike smaller towns where we grew up. The big city, it, you have to know people, and so we did. We took on every show we possibly could, no matter how big or small, over the years. And we finally, this past year, just started making the right connections and meeting the right people. And now we've been playing in Dallas a lot, which we, that was one of our big goals is actually play in Dallas because we play around Dallas all the time. Now we're getting offers all the time to play in Dallas. And it's awesome. It just took four years to get there. The music scene is really hard to break into here, to be honest about it. It's not, it's not easy. They want you to have a crowd. They want you to have a draw and stuff. And when you're starting out, you have none of that. Mm-hmm. So bands that are trying to break out here, you really just have to be on the grind nonstop and take everything you possibly can. Don't slow down. Don't take breaks. You just, you just got to bust your butt, man, really. It's, it's, so the music industry I, out here, it's great once you break in. Like, you, you'll finally start, you know, it'll be helpful. But at first, it's not helpful. <laughs> you got to 
kind of prove yourself, I think. I don't know if y'all guys want to jump on that and add a, an additional well, just gonna, commentary just, to that. Just add to that of, you know, be willing to play shows for two people because – that happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've done it. And, you know, like uh, last week or week before last, we uh, we ended up being the last band to play. And by the time we played, uh, there was like what felt like 10 people left in this gigantic room. And uh, but because of that show, it three days later, two days later, whatever it was, uh, we ended up getting booked by the same production company for an even bigger show happening in April. Um, so that you know it's it's sure it can be frustrating to play for a handful of friends in front of you but be be willing to know that you know that they're not the only people there there's bar staff listening there's sound men listening you know there's all kinds of people listening and uh you got to play every show like there's a hundred or more people and that's how and honestly that's how we we've broken in is because we have the same energy no matter how many people are there and people keep inviting us back and it just and our connections just keep growing and that's good advice for anybody that's listening whether you're a songwriter sitting on stage by yourself or you're in a band because when you start it's not i mean you're, you're playing for for friends and family and half the time they don't even show up like my wife won't come listen to my music she doesn't like it she hears it all the time right so she, there's nothing new she's gonna hear but it's not you hit it and hit kind of hit the nail on the head is you got to play because first off you're playing music how can you not have fun i mean if, if, you, if you're looking at it as a job and oh this, this is hard i gotta bend this string come on it's music it's making art <laughs> It's it's fun. Have fun doing it, and just bust bust your yeah. ass and have a good time. Absolutely, exactly. Oh yeah. Now, because you're band, I love doing band interviews. Like I said, if you guys were here in Georgia, what we would do is you just come to the house and I'd set you guys up and you'd play live. Um, but I always ask stories because I know as a band, like I have a band too, and I, I play. I know there's funny stories when you guys go out, and I always love to hear. The funny stories and since there's four of you on here you got to each tell me a funny story that's happened to you at a gig or out and about just playing whoever wants to go first uh i guess i'll i'll start and this is always hard for me because it takes a little while to shake loose those memories but i, I have plenty <laughs> i mean I, the yeah. first one that comes to mind is a recent one i that the last show we not the last show the second to last show we played the stage was really, really high. And I used, I, I jump off the stage all the time. Just, I don't know why I, I do that, but I didn't anticipate how high the stage was. <laughs> so we're playing the show. The stage is about seven, eight feet high. And I wasn't anticipating how high it was because I jump off the stage all the time. Like that's one of the things I do, try to get in the crowd, mix it up. Try to get people involved, but I jumped off the stage and knocked the wind out of myself the first time I did it because I didn't realize how <laughs> high it was. I literally just my knees hit my chest. <laughs> I I fell back and I tried to play it off. I rolled out of it and just started running around. I don't know. I don't know if anyone noticed it, but it made me laugh. It's just one of the first things I thought of, like, knocking the wind out of myself. All I can think of now is Jack Black in School of Rock when he leaps from the stage. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it was like. (laughs) It hurt, but I pretended it didn't. Oh, yeah, I busted myself in the mouth of the microphone. 
bleeding. <laughs> yeah. But that, I was about to say mine was the l- last show. Um, I hit my head on the lights. Uh, <laughs> I bust. I busted my forehead on the on my eyebrow on the on one of the lights. <laughs> I was like, oh, everyone saw that. <laughs> And I was like trying to act like I did it on purpose. <laughs> now we just having too much fun and and jumping up yeah. and down. Yeah, pretty much. We like jump everywhere. And, I don't know if you see our videos, we're pretty wild. Well, to put it into context, like where we just played Friday night was uh, this place called the Dojo. They turned an old uh, service garage into a, a venue. Okay. And so it's uh, their stage area is very compact. And uh, they have it outlined with tape where the band is allowed to play and where the band's not allowed to play because (laughs) they have pyro, three flames, like three foot flames, like full on flames. (laughs) Just going up in front of the drums, right behind them, right in front of the drums. The first time we played there, uh, I asked him, I was like, can we not use that? And he was like, Oh no no no! I got to get at least two or three pictures, and I'm like, bruh, <laughs> we're gonna die up there. And so Coco took his jacket off and like hung it on my uh, my kick my kick drum, and the pyro is right in front of it. And immediately, I just I thought I just saw all of us going up in flames, like all this stuff. And so yeah, just to put it all into context, where we were playing was extremely compact because they have a killer sound system, a killer light show, pyro, like um, their setup is definitely a setup for a much bigger venue, which they're trying to get into. Um, But yeah, it was, yeah, that's why. It's called the dojo. Yeah. It's in San Angelo. That sounds like a fun I think they opened last year. Was they open last year? I'm not sure. I think so. Yeah. yeah they've not had very many shows but they know how to host and put on a good time i was just waiting for you to say the jacket actually caught on fire though no i'll tell this story too before chris goes uh we were playing the biggest show of our life at the whiskey go go in la okay and we had to rent we had to rent amps so we had no idea what these amps did Right. Uh, Colton's personal amp has distortion on it. So we use that, the gain and distortion on his orange amp. So we rented this Fender and we didn't realize until we get up on stage to start playing that this amp did not have any gain, didn't have any distortion, nothing. It's just basically volume and reverb. And we're a heavy band. So we're just freaking out five seconds before we have to play. We have no distortion. I was the only person saw our faces, bro. <laughs> our faces were like, oh my God. <laughs> so we just blasted as loud as we could. Yeah. And we had hundreds of people looking at us like, well, we got to act like we uh, did it on purpose. Yeah, right. we're just doing it. So that was a really freaky moment. And uh, hopefully we don't make that mistake again. <laughs> Burn, you forgot. Me. You forgot. Yeah. I, I was the only person with gain. Yeah. With pedal board. <laughs> so Chris had to hold it up for us that night. Yeah. I held it down good though. He played the whole show. <laughs> I had um, in-ears in, so I had no idea any of that was happening. 
The it charmer never sounded, does. It, it actually sounded pretty good, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded pretty clean. It was great. Yeah. So yeah, I broke out <clears throat> some uh, Tennessee whiskey and some <laughs> Exactly. <yeah. laughs> no effects. Kind of like the Beatles. <laughs> Free bird, right? Yeah. <laughs> now you guys do get to play your originals, right? To get to go out and play all your originals? Or do you yes. get to play covers too? Oh, yeah. okay. No. We we play one cover and that's just for our um enjoyment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. And it also depends on like what show and what bands we're playing with, etc. as well. Yeah. Like if we're if we're playing a heavier show, we're definitely gonna do it. If we're playing a more I don't know, like a like a lighter type show, if you will. You know, we'll question it more so than others. <laughs> See, that's what I like as a songwriter. I, I'm I've never been big on covers, and I know that seems to be kind of the the craze here, especially in Georgia. Is they play as cover bands? That's who gets most of the gigs. Is these cover bands? I'm like, yeah, they're yeah. good. They're, they're great music, and I love listening to that stuff. But as a musician, I guess you could say, okay, that's that's fine. You're playing the cover band, you're, you're getting to play music, right. you don't you don't care. But as a songwriter, I don't want that. I want to play nothing but originals. I want to get down and whatever I have, you know, get it, especially with a band, because now you're sitting there and you're playing with band and you're getting all that stuff going. And you guys know when you're in that pocket, you're in that groove, there's nothing else like it. Right. Yeah. We missed Chris's story, by the way. i'd say like the craziest would have would have been when we played down in houston and bernie was just gone oh no i was really drunk (laughs) you're saying every second every minute every hour every day and now she said that for like a solid hour (laughs) Don't ask me why. I was just like, like people at the bar kept giving me shots, so I just kept taking them. And I, before I knew it, I was blackout drunk, and I kept saying the same phrase over and over. I don't know. You know, I I did that in Florida. We I was supposed to play at um I don't know how familiar you guys are with Georgia. There used to be a bar called Cowboys here in Georgia. And they had like a uh, Colgate showdown. It was basically for songwriters. I go to play, and the venue catches on fire while I'm there. So, okay. So oh, we, wow. had to, we had to leave. We went to, I went to Panama. I went with the family, and I went to uh, Pineapple Willie's, and I got a Lynchburg lemonade, which is like Jack and Triple Sec. I mean, they make like these huge-ass drinks. And so I'm drunk. I almost fall off my balcony. My guitar caught me. I was like, okay, I'm going to the beach. So I went to the beach and I started playing. And then my son, he was uh, 10 at the time. He was worried about me. He said, Daddy, come on back. I said, I'm all right, son. But I started walking back. And of course, when you know, if you have a guitar and you're at a, at a pool or a beach, everybody asks you to come play. So I was already drunk, first of all. They brought me over and then they started buying me Lynchburg Lemonades. I played the same damn song for three hours. But they had fun. That's all I could remember. <laughs> The same song. It's, it's the same song. It's the one that I was playing. play. It's like, all right. And they like they're it. Like, they're like, yeah. They're like, well, this guy knows one song. It's fine. At that time, that's all I knew was one song. I was too drunk to know any other. If, if I did, then all, they all sounded the same. So it went to one of my songs, and then it went to another song, but it was the same chord progression, same rhythm. I, just couldn't remember right. I was, right. was going to mention real quick that uh, – 
the cover we do do is from a band in Georgia, or used to be from Georgia, uh, a band called Norma Jean. We do one of their songs. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard. Mm-mm. They're they're pretty big in Atlanta. That's where they started. If I'm, I think I'm right on that. So Norma Jean. Just a little okay. fun factoid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also I, used to live in Georgia. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, we yeah. did. We did for yeah a couple of years. Uh, for like yeah, a year. I did. What part? Yeah, of was about it? a year. Uh, we lived outside of Atlanta in Stockbridge. Stockbridge. Okay. Stockbridge. Yeah, that's I know where that's at. Yeah, I'm I'm the other way. I'm more northwest. I'm up toward Canton and Cartersville, like going toward uh, Chattanooga. I'm gotcha. I'm, about okay. a, I'm about an hour from Chattanooga oh, and an hour from Atlanta. I'm right in the middle. I like a lot oh, of that's like, nice. I like a lot of hip hop artists from Chattanooga. Okay. <laughs> now I was gonna say, let's just know when your guys' songs. So I'm gonna share the screen so you guys can see it. Uh, yeah. Once, once I get the damn thing to work right, and uh, you guys, this, what I'll do is when we play it, I'll mute everybody. Uh, but before I do that, let's uh, share sound. And uh, what guy? What song you guys want to hear first? What do you say, fellas? Let's do the fat nasty, of course. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You said the <clears throat> fat nasty. I already like the. I already like the title. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me the story. I want to hear a story. Who, who writes most of the songs? You guys write them together? Yeah, we, we, we all write together. I uh, Either Colton, I, or Chris will start a little song and we all just pitch in on it. Didn't, didn't but, you uh, start writing the Fat Nasty in COVID time? Yeah, it was during COVID. I was, drink, I was drinking like every day because I was bored. And I was hungover one day. And I was kind of like feeling crap. And kind of the lyrics came to me. And the fat nasty, the the actual that part of the song has nothing to do with the lyrics, but we thought it sounded good because it's a funny phrase. But uh, the lyrics just pertain to being partying too hard and being hungover. So that's the little story about that song. All right, well, I'm gonna mute everybody, and then we're gonna play it. So you guys, just give me a thumbs up if you hear it.
I have to ask, Bernie, do you take lessons to yeah. do that? Way? I could never do that. I, I, I don't, I, I love listening to stuff like that when they do it right. But I, I would just imagine your mm-hmm. voice would be blown out unless you take like lessons or something to, to keep you from doing that. Um, basically, when I first started screaming, I was blowing out my voice all the time. But I, I, I was tired of that. So I started watching YouTube videos on how to do it. <laughs> and there's a bunch of good tutorials out there. That I, I practice every day in my car. I, it's not naturally gifted to me, mm-hmm. the screaming aspect of it, but I've learned some techniques. So if you're losing your voice, you're doing it wrong, basically. And it's, yeah, I've just been practicing and getting better and better at it, I think. But uh, yeah, it's it's not as hard as you think. It just takes a little practice. Okay. There's a band that my wife had showed me uh, it's called Ginger. I don't know if you've seen them. There's this, this girl on there, she's singing. And she, all of a sudden, yeah. she gets that scream in her voice. Gets, rrr, rrr, rrr. It's like deep. I was like, what the hell? I, was like, I know you're not talking her. about. I, I've heard her. She's incredible. She makes me makes me want to quit. <laughs> Stop trying. She's too good. <laughs> I, I just can't. I just can't believe it's her. I mean, I listened to it like the. I always made jokes. Like, we'll, we'll do that in the garage. Like I'll, I'll do a cover of when we're playing around, like just, just messing with like Katy Perry and I'll start in the screamo stuff. And it's because it's funny to try it. I just want to bore, yeah. or, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I now see why you're jumping around and I mean, you, I can't imagine <laughs> you not jumping around, you know, you have to on that kind of music. Oh yeah. Now Absolutely. The, the drums on there were really good. Oh, that's Caleb. Yep. Good job, Caleb. I Thank like I, I like the drum beat. I, I'm I'm just sitting there listening. To it. I'm like, if my drummer listens to this show, which he listens to it a lot, uh, Patrick, this he 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 tries to put them kind of drum beats on our country southern rock stuff. I'm like, dude, it will not fit. <laughs> I'm like, nope, sorry. <laughs> yeah, man. No, <laughs> oh, that's so great. Who's doing the the harmonies on the song? uh colton and, and i think there's a there's sections of the song where we do gang vocals that's what we call them where we all just kind of yell out mm-hmm. like everyone do the fat nasty part like we'll all just get in the room and yell it and then we'll duplicate it a bunch of times and it makes it sound like a big crowd where do you so, guys go to get your uh music recorded at do you do it at home do you have a studio that you go to i uh, said so it used to be at our apartment that's where we did yeah, it most of it we basically record everything at our houses. Like we all have recording equipment. Okay. And so I'll, I'll make a demo, send it to everybody and they can all put their parts on it. And, uh, before I was mixing and mastering, doing all, all of that stuff, but it wasn't as good as that song is. So we, we've been sending it out to some friends of ours who are professionals at it and pretty much genius at mixing and mastering make, makes it sound even better. So, we record everything, send it out, and let them do the hard part, which is mixing and mastering. So that's what we've been doing lately for the new album. Yeah, I, I can just imagine well, you guys technology. trying to do that in, a, in an apartment, like doom, 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 doom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily, Caleb lives in a house, and he, he put his drums in there. It's not as bad as an apartment. So. Yeah. And my neighbor is deaf. <laughs> <laughs> so that works out. So there's that. 
Yeah, we took a saxophone into the apartment. We when I went to Nashville, it was just me and my <laughs> my bassist, and he played saxophone too. And so we're we're doing this song because we played out in Nashville and. You know, if you've been in Nashville, they they always everybody wants to make it. So there was this guy that came up to us. He goes, "Hey, I'm new in town. I, I'll I want to produce your music. You know, just because I'm trying to get my name out there. I don't charge anything for the first one. I, I ended up paying him something because I'm not going to do it for free. It's just I, I'm not going to take advantage of the guy. But he did a really good job. Nice. But I remember nice. we went to his apartment. That's the first thing we put up. I was like, this is an apartment complex, and it's not like a nice apartment complex. It's an apartment complex. All right, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what he's got." <laughs> Walk into his apartment complex, and he's got like a regular apartment. And then in his room, his little studio, uh, it's all he's got all the soundproof stuff. What he can, you know, it's it, it's a it's a homemade studio. So it is what it is. And I remember Jordan pulled out the saxophone, and then the lawnmower started outside. We had to wait. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, okay. <laughs> so it took us longer to do that yeah. than normal. But it but it's funny when you said apartments and I, it made me think of that. And it's like, okay, I can't imagine you guys in there going, Raw, Hey, come on, knocking on the damn door. Yeah. We used to. <laughs> yeah, There's pros and cons to being, being able to record at home. Like we can just take our time and keep working at it, keep working at it. But I do miss like the real studio atmosphere. There's something about it that I miss that we haven't done. I, uh, I was in a band prior and we got to record it. And I don't know if you know this band, DC Talks. Have mm. you heard of them? Mm. They're like a old Christian popular group, but they have their own studio. And I got to go in there and hold the Grammys and stuff. And oh wow, something about being in a real studio, like with real legit stuff, is amazing atmosphere. I want to. I want us to be able to do that eventually one day. But right now we're doing the apartment stuff and. Like I said, pros and cons to to it all. Are you guys getting outside of Texas at all? A little bit. Uh, we, uh, like I said, last year we went to California and played the whiskey, which was amazing. And I think we're trying to get up to Nashville. And it'd be cool to get back to Georgia one day. I mean, I don't know how the music scene's out there as far as our type of music anymore. But I think for dude. you guys, Smith's O'Bar. Uh, the masquerade stuff like that would be where you would. Oh yeah, the masquerade. That's what I was still around. The masquerade. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of that stuff is still is still open. I know Smith is because we. <laughs> I took the band to a um, School of Rock concert because like my my bassist or not my bassist but my guitarist that moved to Texas, he he graduated from School of Rock, so we went and watched the concert. Now I will tell you guys, if you do Smith's old bar, <laughs> and they put you upstairs, the sound guy. It he turned this 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 was a school of rock okay this not it's not like heavy metal rock stuff the room is maybe a thousand square feet he took every knob and is like all the way up I'm like dude I could not hear for three days after he did that in that concert <laughs> and I'm like I've, I've never heard it so loud that when the singer is like hitting their high note it squeals and I'm like oh my god dude you got to turn that down I should I should have known when the bartender before the music started, put in a uh, little headphones. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, no. I'm screaming. Hey, That's do you funny. Have any extra for us? <laughs> nope. <laughs> wow. That would be that would be awful. Right. That ringing. Because I'm sure you guys have it. I mean, if you don't do your own sound, it's you rely on them to do sound. And who does who yeah. does, who does rhythm again? It's uh, Colton, right? Chris. You do rhythm. Chris. Oh, Chris. Okay. Um, 
So I'm sure you're probably turned the lowest down because you're, you're doing rhythm for that, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, you think? Go ahead. Sorry, I'm interrupting. <laughs> yeah. So for yours, yours is probably the is probably the the lower set than anybody else for the rhythm because everything else is like the you get the drums and then the bass and every and everything else is playing. I mean, you you have to have the rhythm, but I know I'm sure that's more of like lead and your guys' music is like the drums. Yeah, pushing it. That's a, that's what I was just wondering. It's it's when you get this a sound guy, they have trouble kind of getting you guys adjusted to the right sound. Sometimes we run into that, but we just do our best, man. <laughs> we've had we've had crappy sound, but we just play play our best. I would imagine now, uh, Bernie. This is more for you because with the vocals and that you probably have a hard time hearing. Do you get like in-ear monitors or anything like that to try to? No. Uh, Kale has been pushing for us to all get in-ears because he's the only one that has them. And I, we push it back against it a little bit just because we move a lot. Like mm -hmm. when I say a lot, we move a lot. And they would just, I imagine they just fall out of my ears every five seconds. <laughs> but, but, I'd, I'd be able to hear myself, I think, because I don't hear myself ever, ever, ever do I hear myself. I have to go out in the front where the crowd is, where I jump out, and I can hear myself then. But, yeah, I, I, I put uh, paper towels in my ears so I don't go deaf. So, basically, I, I scream from memory. It's just a bunch of noise, man. It's, it's a punk show, so I... On one side, I don't have to worry about hitting notes all the time because mm -hmm. I'm yelling. But when I do have to hit notes, I, I try to make sure I can hear myself. I'll get close to a speaker <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I, I don't know. Caleb's really pushing for it. I think if we get like on a bigger tour or something, I will seriously look into it just so we can be consistent. And, I mean, we don't push uh, a lot more professional. <laughs> Like, I've been wanting in years for the past year and a half. I used to just do it to fuck with Caleb, get on, <laughs> get on his nerves. But I would love to have in years like Bernie's, like Bernie's saying, though, we do move around a lot. So it definitely, we would have to test it out. Yeah, I was looking out. into it there could make was, it work. There's a, <laughs> uh, a pack I was looking at a system because I guess you hook it onto your like belt or your pants loops. And then you have like the the headphones that you put in and you listen to it, because I'm same way. Like sound, my my music won't matter because it's I'm not, I can hear myself more. But I'm not in the point because I'm deaf because I'm on like my left ear. I bust to my eardrum, so I don't really hear very well on my left side. I can hear. It just sounds like everything's underwater. So like I want to get stuff like that just to to hear. And I, I was imagining if you guys got that, I guess, I guess Bernie, you it probably would even maybe pull back a little bit because you could hear yourself. So you may not want it. Oh. If, Absolutely, because there are some nights where I will blow out my voice because I can't hear anything. Mm. So I'm trying to compensate by yelling louder, and that's not the right technique. And when you're yeah. in the moment, you're not even thinking about technique. Uh -uh. You're not you're not aware of it. I'm out of breath, and I'm and I just yeah. Sometimes I will lose it, but I mean, we also have cotton in our ears. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like muffled and loud at the same time. Yeah, so it's like it's a shit show, dude. It's a shit show, but we do our best. 
It's but, a shit show for us, but nobody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> no one does. Like, my, I had a friend of mine, he's, he always tells me, he's like, I'm so amazed how you can just ignore how bad things are for you on stage as far as sound. Every show, because it's always different. And it's usually bad up there. Like, the mix is bad. And we just pretend like it's not. And we just put on a show. And he's always, man, I'm amazed that you can just put on a great show and act like nothing's wrong. I'm like, well, I think you learn that in time, just to pretend like nothing's wrong. And you, you want to entertain a crowd, not be turning around, touching your ear, and yelling at the band, like, what, what are you doing? Because I know bands that do that. And it's always awkward. They, like, turn around, like, what's going on? Like, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> took me out of the show man i'm worried about y'all fighting <laughs> or fighting with the sound guy or just always you know i don't we just pretend nothing's wrong and have fun we've played at every type of type of venue too so i think we've pretty much experienced most type of sounds so mm-hmm. we're pretty much used to it <laughs> so where is like one of the best venues that you've played at that you guys really love in Texas? Anywhere. Oh, I would say in Texas. Uh, Andy's is really fun in Denton. That's a good one. Uh, uh, what was the the other venue we played with the Wee Beasties? Rubber Gloves. Rubber Gloves is sick. sick. That place is dope. And I really want to play there when it's warm outside because they have a huge mm-hmm. out, uh, outside stage. And... Uh, like that place is dope. I really want to go back there. Really cool vibe. So I really like the the gas monkey we played. Okay. Is it called the gas monkey? Or the place that had our name on the LED screen recently? Oh, it was in was Dallas. It? Anyways, we're meandering, but yeah, there's a few good places. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why I said everybody, uh, when you have places like that, they should get some notice, send them out. I have no problem with you guys shouting out other bands, other venues. It doesn't matter. That's that's what it's about oh. sharing music. So I, I know. Well, I mean, uh, if that case. Right, yeah. <laughs> you also say the ones you don't like. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, got to get ourselves in trouble. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're beefing. We're beefing with this band. <laughs> there there is only one venue i i love to i love to play at but i also dislike to play at because the sound guy does not like us at all <laughs> it's uh he is he i he, i don't know if he's some like old war vet or something like that um but he's just he's got that i'm pissed off all the time and like once so we don't have a bass player so all of our base bases running uh run through runs through our stems, our tracks and all that stuff. Okay. And so when we can't play with tracks, we sound extremely empty. We sound like a punk rock show. Mm-hmm. And and then uh so he kept saying that he wasn't getting signal from our tracks one time. And I think I still hold a grudge saying that he did it on purpose and <laughs> wouldn't let us have our tracks. <laughs> because both times we played there, he was yeah, and then the next band had tracks, and I'm like, <laughs> "It's like, what the hell, bro? Like, what the hell?" I hate going to venues, and the sound guy is a dick right off the bat, <laughs> and we have to like, and we make a point to be nice to him and shout him out and stuff. 
And usually at, by the end of the show, they turn it around and they're really nice to us. But I hate when we have to deal with the the angry sound guy who just he's just tired of his job. He's tired of all the bands. I have to see groans the whole time. Ugh. Here's another pack of young dudes. Uh, you know, we try not to carry ourselves like, you know, we're anything special. But we're just like we just try to be friendly with the sound guy because. They're always pissed off, it seems like, or for something. <laughs> right. Naked. One story, too. We went to Indiana. We traveled. We drove all the way to Indiana from Texas. And there was this festival we were playing at. And I don't know if it was the sound lady. It was somebody that was ahead over it. We, like, bro- this was on our part. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we, were, we were pretty trashed. And we are tired and just, like, pissed, pissed off. But I think I broke the stage. And she was just like so pissed. Yeah. I was like, how do you break a stage? I mean, I, we did a we did a show at a at Tap Bar and it was like a, a I mean, this stage was not big. And it was just me and at the time Alan was a singer and then Jordan a bassist. And so we're three big guys. I mean, we're literally shoulder to shoulder. We cannot move. How do you break a stage if we didn't I break that stage? I don't know how it happened. I didn't even know it happened. It was she a- just came up to us and was like kind of pissed off. And I was like, oh, crap. Sorry. <laughs> it's it's a long day. <laughs> I'll, I, I'll say this just to piggyback off both of those. Like, I'll never forget. It was uh, last year. Uh, we had just had this like conversation with Bernie and Coco's dad about taking our sound more seriously and all this stuff. Right. So Bernie uh, is like out in front we were the first band to play so you know we kind of had all this time to just shit around whatever and so bernie's out front and trying to tell the guys to uh uh for the levels for their amps and stuff like that and uh the sound guy is like what are you doing i'll be the one to i'll be the one to uh to judge and tell them where to put their amps and stuff like that and i'm like oh no like it was just we were just like, oh, okay. So we played the show, and then this guy that we thought just was absolutely going to hate us became like one of our biggest fans. And because of that, <laughs> like he gels with us on a whole different level now and all this stuff. But it was yeah. so funny, like just to, to to all of a sudden we're like, all right, we're really going to take this seriously, and then immediately just get. Sh- just shit on it. it was it was a good time <laughs> well let's see another one of your gas song which one you want to do next another you fun do. i see the body electric if you want okay uh that's our biggest song right now for some reason it's a it's a really old song i wrote years ago i almost erased it because i didn't think it was good enough but the guys convinced me to keep it on an old album and then we signed to a label and they said they want us to re-release it. So we re-recorded it and re-released it and it became our highest stream song. And it's not even heavy. It's more of a, just a straightforward rock song. So that's that. Okay. Well, then I will mute everybody and we will listen to it. You said I sing the body electric, right? Yes, sir. All right. I sing the body electric. Captain, my captain, the trip is done The ship is weathered and the prize is won Oh, captain, my captain 
That was, yeah, different than the first song for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. we got, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Do y'all guys play that song out anymore? Every now and then. Bernie it's probably been like three or four shows since we've played it, but yeah. Okay. Bernie, you actually have a really good voice. Thank you so much. It's it's on that higher end, too. It's got a unique sound for like a rock. It reminds me of the old like California 90s stuff that they used to come out with, like Everclear. <laughs> I, I love yes, that. that. That's really good. Now, Thank you. Did you guys ever play a joke on Bernie? Like when he before he goes on stage, did you break into like a funny pop song? Like we always. <laughs> so like he gets ready to sing, and you guys start breaking out some Backstreet Boys. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if not, if y'all they should. did. I'd probably join them. I'd join them. <laughs> that would that would be funny. He starts he starts getting ready to scream about stuff, and y'all breaking into like Katy Perry, <laughs> some kind of pop stuff. <laughs> you would um, enjoy it. That would be great. <laughs> Yeah, I, would, I think I would if we ever, I think if we had, because uh, most times, uh, most time we play, we have anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes. And I think if we had more time to actually enjoy the process of setting up, sound checking, playing and getting off stage, because it's usually, we're usually, we're usually not first and we're usually not last. So it's very much like the quickest process ever of like when we played the whiskey last year legit i didn't remember any of it i'm so glad all of it was just captured on video because it was one of the quickest uh sets and processes of my life and you know when you when you're in charge of tracks and you've got the most stuff to set up and stuff like that like there's (laughs) i would love to play a joke i would love somebody to play a joke on me as long as it didn't fuck anything up (laughs) but we just we we've not ever been to like we've seen um uh, uh there's under oath the first time they went on tour with slipknot back uh, years ago uh on the i think it was the final night of tour they came out dressed as slipknot like that was like their joke or whatever uh as their final night and whatnot you know i wish we could get on a show or, or a tour like that where we could have more fun with what we do my bassist had an idea. He said, we ought to go out like before we even start the show and everybody get on the different, on different instruments, not what, whatever they can't play and be like, sound like the worst <laughs> shittiest band in the world. And do one <laughs> song that way. And like, Oh, wait a minute. We don't play these instruments and then switch back to what we actually play. That'd be great. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> like the sound check like that. That would be funny. <laughs> who, who would switch for Bernie? Who'd be playing Bernie spot? Chris, <laughs> who who can't play drums? Okay, <laughs> because I sing sometimes too, so it would be too like normal. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so it'd have to be like Caleb or Chris. So who, yeah, who's the so the worst singer is who? Ooh, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yes, who's the worst I, drummer? I, I, I think Caleb can actually sing if he yeah. tries. He just doesn't really try. I think so too. I'm, I swear to God, it's a. I'm going. I'm going to put a microphone back there one of these days, <laughs> and they'll never ask you to do it again, right? <laughs> <laughs> we tell him to do it all the time. He's just scared. Well, can you play drums. The biggest guys? reason I was. Can you play drums? Um, decently, but I, I'd, I'd say I'm probably like the worst summer in the band not not good enough to to actually make cohesive but i can definitely program 
That's um, not playing drums, Christopher. <laughs> that's bullshit is what that is. Yeah, I'm not allowed on our drums because I do rhythm and singing. And so I'm like, I want to do like melody. So I'm hitting, trying to hit melody on drums. Like, wait a minute. That's, I, I can't get it. The, the, the beats and the timing. So <laughs> hats off to any drummer. Because you guys lead the band. That's how it goes to you. You push the song where it needs to go. And if you get a, a bad time or you mess something up, like I know I can tell my drummer, he he, he has a habit of getting excited and knocking the sticks out of his hands. And so he's like out there beating. I can all, I can tell when he does it. Cause you mentioned earlier about looking back. I'm, that's the only reason I ever look back. Cause like, I know I was like, and then I just start laughing. I keep going. Cause I, I know there's a stick flying in the air somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> what do you guys got going on uh, now? What projects? Any EPs and stuff like that? Who wants to answer? I, I was hoping you would, Caleb. <laughs> oh, me? Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we um, we are releasing an EP next month. We're in February? Yes, we're releasing an EP next month in March, um, which is going to be – it's going to consist of six songs. Five of them um, are – songs that we re-recorded and stuff like that from like 2013 2015 uh songs that weren't up online anywhere mm -hmm. um so we've been releasing song uh songs every 28 days since september we release another song this friday uh january or february 20th and then uh march whatever uh, i think it's like march 12th or something like that whatever that friday is um it will be the next uh that's when the ep will drop and then april it, we will drop um the fourth single so <laughs> we were supposed to drop an album last year decided to hold off on to hold off on it re-record a lot of stuff uh we scrapped a lot of stuff we rewrote a lot of stuff um, so, which is also why we re-recorded this other stuff so we can have some releases on Spotify and have people listening to songs that we were, that we're playing live as well. So, um, releasing the EP, then we're going back to the album, releasing, uh, the first single of the second round. Um, and we're going to release two singles and then, um, release the entire project in June. Okay. Yeah. Which is, uh. Uh, have we told? Oh yeah, we can say that. Uh, the, the name of the album is going to be uh, Alexander. Never mind. And then the song dropping next week is a brand new song that nobody has ever heard, um, uh, which Burn caught the creative bug while <laughs> recording these songs. And I'm expecting to hear an old song coming through a text message. And he's like, so I just did this for the EP. I was like, Oh, okay, that's cool. Let's, uh, let's, you know, let's focus on the songs we're supposed to be doing here, <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out great. All right. Constantly uh, making music, releasing music. Yep. And I said, well, these, the way I release them is, is always in order. So you guys got a, a while before I release it. Um, but I'll let you know before I do. Cause I always got like everybody in front of it. And then once it gets out, it'd be out on all platforms. I heart uh, Spotify, mm -hmm. all that stuff is, is you can find it and share it that way. Sweet. But, but uh, we got, let's live here. One more song. And then I got a couple questions we'll do. Cause I, I do always do like a non-musical part afterwards, but I want to get you guys three songs in. So tell me uh, what's the last song you guys want to listen to. And Dragging the oil. 
Yeah. That or Arsenic, a Coco song, but yeah, either one. Which one? Either uh, Dragon the Oil. Dragon or the oil. Or it's, it's it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I heard Dragon in a minute. Oil. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard it. No. Right there. It's Where's right it? on. It's number six. Number six. Okay. Let me move that there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. CP. So tell me. Uh, well, really quick, I was just going to say, I'll email you these tracks as well. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Because that, that will help. Because, I mean, I had to take, like, this is all recorded through Spotify or through Zoom. So I mean, it pick it up. But yeah, if you can give me the actual sound, the MP3, then it will be come through stereo. It sound better. Yes, sir. All I got right. you. So let me write that down. All right, go ahead, Bernie. Yeah, go ahead and tell me a story, Bernie. Oh, about dragging the oil. Um, it was a last-minute addition to Alexander. Nevermind. Uh, I think we just needed another track, so I wrote something really yeah. quickly. Ha- had the boys come over and add their vocals to it, and uh, yeah, I think this is the one song where all of us sing on it. So uh, yep. It's a fun little banger. We just go, we go nutty on it. And it's about a machine that uh, tries to kill itself. I don't know. A robot or something. I don't know. Uh, let's go with it. All right. I'm going to mute all of us and we will play it.
the changes in that was crazy. <laughs> There's so many like different like melodic changes and, and tempos and stuff into it. It's like that's really cool. <clears throat> you guys that's... get me with your voices. Or you all have higher voices, so sometimes I'm listening. I'm like, do they have girls singing harmony? With <laughs> I do sound like a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever guys looked about syncing your music in anything? Syncing? Yeah, like uh, for I was listening to music, it just made me think because I, I like when I'm listening to stuff, I kind of get an idea of other bands or what do I hear. And for your guys' music, it makes me think of like the video games or like the yeah, uh, the, like wrestling entrances and stuff, like just did mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Oh, we would love to do that because yeah. I think it would fit with that. I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a big wrestling fan, so I'm sitting there listening to like the the intro music it's like oh that'd be really good because it changed that'd be really good intro music and you see it all the time like with wrestling and rock they always kind of go together we've talked about that a couple times for a couple songs for like even cartoons and shit like that i don't know yeah teletubbies all over again i guess teletubbies (laughs) hell yeah that'd be fire (laughs) we we have a buddy in the wwe and i've mentioned to him before um you know you need a song let us know like <laughs> wait you, you got a wrestling buddy in the wwe uh our buddy is actually the long-term creative director like he's the one that's been putting on he just put on the royal rumble he just did the wwe raw 30 um he's uh he's been doing he's the one been doing all that stuff yeah give, give that man a shout out because my, my daughter is loves. i got her in wrestling now too so she loves to watch that stuff Shout out to Rob Fee, our buddy of uh oh my god, I've known him since I was like 16, 17. Uh we used to work together at a church back in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh he was a youth pastor at one point. Um yeah, man, we uh we've all come a long way. Now he's uh he wrote he actually uh like a couple days after he got the job, he posted a picture of uh I think it was like a C or a D he got on a paper back in like 1995. <laughs> 96 when he was in school and he wrote about uh the good versus the bad things with the wwf and uh, versus wcw and Uh which one was better and all that stuff so he did a whole school paper on it (laughs) and he posted a picture he's like take that whatever his name was because he still knows that guy apparently um so i thought that was pretty great oh yeah that's that's a shout out to rob fee that would my daughter she's got a, a class project coming up it's funny you say that and so she's got a, she's doing a paper on wrestling, why she loves to wrestle and what she wants to do. It's like a, a job for, you know, like a career day, right? She's in eighth grade. She has a career day. So she wants to write about wrestling. I said, you know what you should do would be funny as hell is you just cut a promo on your teacher for the class. I said, I guarantee you'd get an A. You would get an A. I said, yeah. you, you, start, you start off by, you know, you go into some boards like, do you think I should be a wrestler? And it's before he answers, do the rock. It doesn't matter what you think, and then go into her whole promo. <laughs> that would be fantastic. See, that I told her that. She goes, "No, nobody understands." I said, "I promise you, they'll get it. They will get it. It's it's, and even if they don't, it's everybody knows who the Rock is. But it would be funny, and it would be something that, as a teacher, I would remember. Mm-hmm. Right? I did cut, cut. Don't put like yeah. really colorful <laughs> language in it, but you could you could still cut a promo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> That would be great. I would love that. Yeah, she her favorite is like that. Bianca Belair right now. She loves watching <laughs> Bianca. I got to see her wrestle at WrestleMania last year. She bought me tickets to a house show here in Atlanta. Um, 
right after Christmas. So I guess January sometime, I think. Yeah, it had been January. Um, she was there and had Bailey and all the other people. So she she really, she really liked that stuff. I, I'm, I've created a monster. I'm just saying. <laughs> so so before we do like this other part that's like non-musical tell everybody all your social medias where they can find you guys at hey. <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm, we'll, we'll just, let's just make it a rule of thumb anytime this question is asked i'll just take it over uh so you can find <laughs> yeah, us yeah. at uh enigmanoise.com uh, uh everybody gets a little confused on our name just a little tiny backstory the riddler Batman, Edward Nigma, Nigma. That's our name. Uh, Nigma Noise is our handle for everything Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, uh, YouTube. Uh, so, yeah, nigmanoise.com or at nigmanoise on anything, and you can find us. So, Nigma, let me, let me see if I remember my, my comic book stuff. That's the Riddler, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. I never read comics. I didn't get to read them as a kid, so I read them now. So I've got like a subscription to Marvel and DC, and so I've been reading, and I go back and forth. So I'm gonna ask the question in Marvel DC. DC, Probably, I know that DC. Yeah, DC. DC. We're DC fans for sure. Yeah. We're, we're we're all we're jaded. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're drawn to the dark side a little bit. The dark side. <laughs> So what do you guys think about James Gunn and his chances of actually rebooting the DC movie, whatever he wants to call it now? I don't hot, hot I don't topic right there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly don't know what's gonna happen, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm a Zach I'm a Zack Snyder fanboy, so I wish they would have kept that going, but yeah, I, I feel like I'm in the minority when I say that, so you're you're part of the Zach Snyder not with cult. us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Colton actually. I got gave to meet up. Zach Snyder. I, oh yeah, I got to meet Zach Snyder. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was a really nice, not. nice person. He passed. So he used to work with his daughter. Who is what's like your guys' favorite comic then out of these series? Your favorite uh, character? Maybe not your comic, but your favorite character. Uh, man, I got like three. I, okay. My my favorite DC character is Superman because that's the first one I ever saw in a movie and first comic I ever had. And the death of Superman is probably my favorite because I that one stuck with me when I was a kid. Like I couldn't put it down, and I was always going back to it. I don't know. That was my favorite. I read Injustice. I love that one. I haven't I haven't read that one. I uh, I need to get on that. My favorite comic book was Watchmen. Okay. I'd say my favorite two characters would be Joker and Red Hood. Ooh, that's good, bro. That's good. You're a bad guy. <laughs> Grow, growing up, uh, I was always uh, Batman, Batman animated series, and I with you know Mark Hamill as the Joker. Like that's just classic. But as I gotten older, I've learned to appreciate other characters in the DC universe, and uh, the Flash is probably. Is probably my favorite, right up there with Green Arrow. Oh, I love Spider Man. You know, um, Superman is probably my favorite too because Bernie brainwashed me as a young kid. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Batman and Wolverine for sure. Okay. Those are four. Sorry, right? That's all right. You got some. You threw some Marvel in there too, so that's cool. Yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> I love Wolverine. I do. Oh, I yeah, like Spider Man and X Men in the '90s on those animated series were. Dude, those were. 
Those were those it. are the best. Those are the best. <laughs> That's what my my son grew up on. He used to watch that stuff, and then um, what else was it? He he watched Power Rangers. That he loved the Power Rangers when uh, it first came out, and then he'd watch uh, Ed Ed and Eddie, and then yeah. there was uh, Dexter's <laughs> Laboratory. Yeah, that's a classic. Uh, you can't see it. Pinky in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember that one. I was not allowed to watch that. Really? Yeah, we weren't allowed to yeah. watch anything. My like, sucks for you. When I watched stuff, <laughs> we had no watched stuff. It was always at my grandparents. <laughs> we grew up in a cult. That's why. <laughs> Y'all did. <laughs> My daughter says when she turns 18, she's going to watch all the movies that I wouldn't let her watch and yeah. just binge. I was like, because she wants to watch Porky's. I'm like, no, no, you're not watching that movie. Because <laughs> she's got a twin brother, 13, same thing. They want to watch the movies. I'm like, you're not. I said, no, that that movie is because American Pie came out and that was a, a yeah. funny, raunchy movie. And her mom let her watch that. And I'm like, I wouldn't let her watch that. But I'm not letting her watch Porky's. I said, Porky's is worse than American Pie. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what uh, I grew up with. Know- they're 13 yeah oh my gosh i wish i would have seen uh, my parents would have beat my ass if i would have if i would have got caught watching that at 13 <laughs> that's funny though because i wasn't allowed to watch cartoons but i could watch scarface when i was like eight years old <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like this doesn't make sense <laughs> My wife still doesn't want to watch SpongeBob. She's oh, it makes them stupid. Like it's not gonna make them stupid. SpongeBob was just you got to take it for what it is. It's entertainment. Yeah, it's yeah. I love SpongeBob. It's just colorful. Now I couldn't watch. I mentioned Teletubbies as a joke. I could not watch it. That was such a stupid show. I I just it, it, that was like they're like no, they're battling like babies. That's come on next. Watch it when you're on acid. You'll change your story. Uh, dude, <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I'll leave that to you, young, and I ain't doing that. Shit. <laughs> the last thing I remember, I didn't have to do that. I got drunk one time, and I woke up outside under a porch, and I was like, um, "Okay, no more. I'm done." Oh no! I had a, I was at a, I was a Cowboys again at Cowboys, and I was drinking, and I was so drunk, and I, there was a conversation. I'm sitting there. I knew the DJ at the time, so I'm upstairs with the DJ, and then I sit down because I'm, I've had too much. And you know, when you get too drunk, you got to sit down for a second because everything's like, whoa. You know, I, I got to catch, mm-hmm. catch myself, catch myself. So I sit down and he had a conversation. He goes, Jesse, I want to ask you a question. That's all I remember of that conversation. So <laughs> there's no telling what he asked me to do or what I did, but I was like, okay, that's enough. I'm not drinking that, that way anymore. Ooh, yeah. That's a, that's a lot. If uh, you guys wasn't doing music, what do you think you'd be doing? I don't crack. <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah. Don't crack and. Living on the street, uh, I I probably be doing what I'm doing now. Just I I design fire sprinkler systems for a living, um, and uh, hating my life, <laughs> making my money. I think I if uh, if I didn't have the band holding me here, um, I I would probably, especially two years ago, would have probably moved out west. Beach coming. Be for a beach. Uh, yeah, like I would have definitely gone to L.A., tried to use the connections that I have out there to get into uh, producing, editing, stuff like that. I'd probably be doing more art gallery shows and something along the lines of other VFX and animation stuff. If um, 
there was like a story. Uh, did he did he go? Because he made a joke. I don't know if he went or not. Yeah, selling <laughs> crack, guys. That's all. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Are you just go with it. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll go with that. Sure. Selling rocks. Selling rocks. Selling smack. <laughs> <laughs> I looked down, so I don't know who did that voice, but that was, that was funny. That was me. <laughs> if uh, you guys had like a uh, a movie that was done about you, who do you think would play you in that movie? That's a good one. Probably, probably the guy from One Direction would play me. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, from one Dave, Dave Patel okay. for me. <laughs> Stupid ass. Someone, oh lord, my skin color, yeah. Uh, come on, Caleb. Billy Porter, not, no, not Billy Porter, uh, Billy, uh, Billy Eichner. He's the only, like, he's the only bearded guy that I can think of that's around my age. <laughs> I was thinking, Mark, he, uh, he did Billy on the street. That's oh, funny. Seth I was Rogen gonna say good. Seth Rogen, bro. Oh my god, damn, why didn't I think <laughs> Seth Rogen? I love Seth Rogen. That's good. I like that. Let's go with yeah, that. He, yeah, smokes, go with that. Go with he that. smokes pot like you do too. <laughs> now, if um, you guys could go like a, as a tour anywhere in the world, where would you guys want to take the band to to tour? I personally want to go to Japan. They got like a huge. Damn, you took my metal scene. Japan move. Japan is the move. Okay. I, uh, I just see videos from out there and they're always insane. Even for like smaller mm-hmm. bands you never heard of, there's just, yeah. just a scene there. There's a culture for it. And uh, that's what I long for here in the States. But that's how I feel about the UK. Yeah. Like I feel like they, uh, they appreciate music and bands so much more than the US does. So, like, so a lot of our. A bit, uh, a big portion of our listeners are from the UK and Germany on Spotify. So I would love, love, love to get out there. Same answers. Okay. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. The UK, I know when not the show, there's a lot of people that listen to it and there's a lot of rock music that comes out of there that they just love. And Germany, my, my wife is from Germany. I always tease her because one of her favorite artists was uh, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves the Hoff, man. I remember from he follows writer. me on Twitter for some reason. Does he really? <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw a notification one day, and I keep checking every once in a while. He still follows me. I, I'm like, I don't know why. Maybe he liked one of my tweets. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I couldn't use Twitter. I have Twitter, but I don't know how to use it. I'm gonna. I'm like Betty White. I'm on the Twitter. Send me the Twitter. <laughs> I used to not like it, but now like the one I use the most, I'm always just on it because Instagram got boring and Facebook got boring. So I get on Twitter. There's a lot of crazy crap on there you can follow. That's too much of a rabbit hole. I don't want to go down that shit. I I, I, I have too much <laughs> yeah. to do now as it is. Like, ooh, let's start pulling yeah. that thread and see where it goes. No, thank You'll you. You'll find some <laughs> weird shit on there for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about TikTok. I refuse to let myself go down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. See, same thing. I, my my 
I won't let my kids do that stuff. Like I, the stuff that I won't let them do is I won't let them get on the TikTok and things like that. They can't have Instagrams and, and all that because there's too many crazy ass people. Now yeah. my, my daughter yeah. has one for her dog. So that's fine, but you only can let your friends see it. Other than that, there's nothing. Don't send it out yeah. but, because they can track you. And I mean, that's just, it's crazy. <laughs> I can get, yeah. I had a guy yeah. come on here as a guest. He has a, he has a conspiracy podcast. And so we started thinking oh, about nice. have, talking about that. And that, that was a fun, that was a fun rabbit hole to go down to. It's a good time. to <laughs> It's a good time to have a conspiracy podcast right now. You hear about the UFO mm-hmm. sightings yes, last night? Yeah. Yesterday, yeah, we shot down some UFOs. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, all that. It was on the news. It was crazy. Yeah. I did not see this. Dude, it's real. Go on Twitter right now. <laughs> yeah, because everything on Twitter is real. Just go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I read it on Twitter. It's true. It's fact-checked, man. <laughs> I got one more question for you guys. What is the best advice that you've ever gotten? Stay yeah, off Twitter. <laughs> Stay off Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just um, probably the the timing of releases for singles and albums. Oh, as a band, as a, <laughs> I don't know for man. the band or for a personal. I was life. thinking like a life. life hey, I was I was thinking life choices, but that's that's cool. Whatever, whatever <laughs> life choices. <laughs> Chris is all business over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, Just keep be on slow to anger. Be slow to anger is something I kind of lived by when I was told that when I was younger. Surround yourself with good people. You caught us off guard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My something I've, I've, something I always go back to is, uh, especially if I'm not feeling as accomplished as I would like to be um, is uh, party in your twenties, grind in your thirties, vacation in your forties. That's, that's something that I hold on to. Well, I'm, I'm 45. I can tell you the vacation shit doesn't happen. <laughs> Cause when you do, then you get, to, you got to take the kids with you. So I'm like, I've got twins that are 13 and my, my oldest is 26. He, he doesn't go, but he's getting married next year. So I was like, all right, vacation. My wife says, let's go. She, her idea of vacation is hiking. I'm like, I don't want to go hiking. I live in a mountain. What do I, I can go outside and hike anytime <laughs> I want to. I just walk out in the yard. That's not my idea of a vacation. My idea of a vacation is sitting my ass on the beach, getting drunk, sleeping in one of those palm like um, rooms right on the beach. That's that's mm-hmm. what I want. That's that's my idea of vacation. My retire, that's where it's going. Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe far, maybe farther than Cancun. <laughs> yeah, is that where you want to go, Cancun? No, I was just there last year, and it was a lot of fun. Well, guys, I've had fun. Thank you, guys, for coming on the show. Thank yes, you for having thanks us. for having us. Sure. And before I let you go, tell everybody one more time where they can find you at. Right now, you can go to nigmanoise.com or you can do at nigmanoise on any social media. And you, there's a link in all of our bios and our link tree that has all of our links to our Spotify, our Apple Music, uh, all of our upcoming shows. We uh, we've we've already got uh, we have like five or seven, five or seven, six or seven shows this month, um, and we're getting booked even more and more. And if we can make it out to Georgia, we'll definitely let you know because we would love to make it to like Oklahoma. 
uh, Nashville, uh, Atlanta, you know, et cetera. This yeah, year, so. absolutely. Let us know when you come by. And if you guys want to come on the show for that, you're more than welcome. We'll put you. Well, I'm going to put you outside because my wife may get mad if I put you in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the woods, so they won't, you, you can't bother nobody here in the woods. Nobody's going to care. <laughs> but thank wow. you guys again for coming on the show. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank, thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. Right, thank you that, again. That was Nick Munn. This is George Songbirds. See you guys. Bye-bye. See you.